Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, along with my bestest buddy in the whole wide world, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Christian Webb. Say good morning. Good morning. I can't wait to learn all about our guest today. Make sure we get a good broad stroke of what he broad does. Stroke. That is an inside joke, and I, <laughs> I'm literally staring daggers at uh, Christian right now. I hate the term broad stroke. Don't ever say it near me, please, if you're listening to this podcast. Today, our guest is Mr. Rob Bennett, owner of Aloha Paddle Sports on Lake Norman and Davidson, and also owner of Charlotte Cycle Boats. That's right? Yeah? Awesome. Charlotte Cycle Boats, by the way, is probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen in my life. It is, the, it is a boat where you can bring brewskis or whatever bring your friends and paddle while you're on it and you just cruise around lake norman and jam to rob's awesome dj skills and uh make meaningful connections with each other rob good morning thank you for joining us yeah thank you so much thanks for having me yeah you know this is the this is the first show where i've had my proper morning coffee beforehand so <laughs> you know i'll have i'll have a little bit of energy and life into this show hopefully but we'll we'll see how it goes so Let's start at the beginning. So before Charlotte Cycle Boats was Aloha Paddleboards, which you've been in for 10 years, right? Yeah, that's correct. Started in 2011. So Two, yeah, just about 10 years. 2011. And what made you decide to up and up and do everything? You were in telecommunications before that, right? Yeah. And you just up and decided that, hey, I want to own a paddleboard shop on Lake Norman. What, what got you to that point? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. From going from the, I guess it's the corporate dream, right, to go from a corporate... Um, job to owning a surf shop, I guess so you can call it, or a paddleboard shop, kind of the same thing. And, wait, wait, I thought the American dream was to have a corporate job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the grass is always greener sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was it. So I was actually uh, sitting in a, in a breakfast meeting in Hawaii on Waikiki Beach and watching people Tough life, board. man. Tough life. <laughs> yeah. yeah we had, we, I would go out there every year, which was nice every January. Perfect timing as well. Yeah. Uh, watching people paddleboard and go, wow, that's that's really a neat sport. And watching that popularity grow, going out there every year, and just knowing that eventually, uh, little anticipation that it would get, get here to, to Lake Norman. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. So you up and decided to give everything up and start your own paddleboard, and in good time too. You know, the telecommunication industry was starting to get overwhelmed by Skype, and that was a little bit before FaceTime, I imagine, and, and much before Zoom. But it seems like you probably did that at the right time, you know, planned your exodus of that industry at the at the right time in the right place, so to speak. So you just thought that paddleboarding was cool and you, you decided it's what you wanted to do or was there anything particularly about it that, that jumped out at you? You know, I started doing a little research into it and, and I think one of the big things that stuck out with me is that, you know, in the corporate world I was making, you know, great money and, and doing well, but, you know, I really wasn't contributing to anybody. I was really wasn't doing anything to give back. I started looking at what do I do to help people and I said, well, I create more competition in international telecommunications so somebody can talk to their family overseas for five more minutes. You know, that was the only thing that I could really justify that I was doing for truly for other people. So looking into this paddle sports business, it was a lot of races for charity. A lot of people uh, were putting these companies together. They're doing charity races. And I said, you know, that's a great thing to do here. So in the DNA of the business, when I put the business together, it was very important that the charity races, and, and over the last nine years, 10 years, we've raised over $130,000 for wow, local charities. So um, just, just very fulfilling with that. So it, it was something where I was just earn, yearning to, to, to do more for more people and, and help people. And, 
not be so self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah, that's tremendous. And at the time, was was a stand-up yoga a thing when we first got into it? or It really wasn't. It, it took a little bit of time. Actually, the sport was pretty male-dominated when it first came out. And yeah. then the ability for women to – these paddleboards are only 25, 30 pounds, so mm -hmm. somebody can take it – just about anybody can take it and get it up on top of their car, go to the lake and do their thing. And it's really empowering. So it actually became a little more woman-dominated through paddleboard yoga and – uh, just empowerment that they could go out and uh, without putting a 70 pound kayak on top of oh, a yeah. car or something like that. So Trying it to made it very accessible. Cleaning yeah. jerks with giant, <laughs> giant boulder weights. You know, those, those require the CrossFitters. Ha <laughs> ha, Christian yes. shot back. I don't, I'm not a CrossFitter anymore. It's been like three months. I can tell. <laughs> got him, got him, got it's, him. It's real life. Corona, man. It's, it's, it's killing all of us. It's like we, the Corona 10. I, I think, yeah, I think we should all just put on a Corona 10 pounds and not talk about it. Like, we should just, I think know, I'm at 12, bro. Yeah. I need to, like, chill out. Yeah, we're, we're struggling, man. We need to we need to get up on a stand-up paddleboard and, like, and just paddle around. And it's a great idea. Get some cardio in for a minute or something. I, I don't know. So, so what, what types of things have you seen? Obviously, your business is very seasonal, I would imagine, right? So, how do you, how do you prepare for the seasonality of it? You know, I mean, it's almost... I imagine guaranteed that you're gonna you're gonna be hitting better numbers between March and September than you are between September and March, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is one of the biggest challenges, and especially this year. You know, we were we were we sometimes we limp to get into the back into the season, the, the off season, and, and that's a challenge. And we work really hard all summer just to pay bills all winter. Do it again doesn't make a lot of sense after a while. So that that definitely is a challenge. And this year, of course, the timing um, with with everything that's gone on with with our international issue here was really uh, unfortunate with mm -hmm. supply for paddle boards and, and, and pushed everything back a little bit further on us. So I've got a challenging year to make up. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. And then how did Shot Cycle Boats come about from that? Did that come from stand-up paddle boards, Aloha paddle boards? Or did yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what happened was we started seeing that um, – you know the paddle, the paddle sports business and paddle boards. You know everything has kind of its 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 lifetime, and seeing that start to peak out and saying what can we add on to this business that can be fun on the lake, we're very limited what we have on the lake, sure. um, and how people can access the lake. So I'm always looking for new ways to get people out, having a good time, having fun, being safe, um, doing three four miles an hour. We're pretty safe out there. Yeah, three and four, you're not going to hurt yourself too much on that. So I hope. Bad. Yeah. So. Um, and, and just seeing this somewhere else in another city and seeing how much fun people were having, it was just something that was kind of just seemed like a great fit for the lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a tremendous business model in general, you know, and there's I know there's so many things that go behind it. The the only ex, uh, experience that I have with that type of thing is the pub trolley that we have uptown Charlotte that Christian and I have done together. But, you know, on the lake and floating around type of thing, I mean, it sounds like a, you'd have too much fun on it. Just, I'd imagine it'd be the exact same kind of deal. Like you would just like have a, it'd be something you talked about for weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Kai, the owner of the, the pub trolley is a good friend of mine as well. Oh, cool. And, uh, so, 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 yeah. So, um, interesting enough, um, he started to get into the uh, pal, uh, cycle boat manufacturing business. Interesting. So now, so now they actually make uh, uh, cycle boats called the Paddle, the paddle Pub, I believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. Paddle Pub. So yeah, so that's, it's pretty that's interesting. That's awesome. So that may, you never know, that may come together one day. Yeah. Is there any, not, not hidden agenda, because that makes it sound sneaky, but is there any fulfilling types of things that you see from the, from the paddle boat, bringing people together, you know, having having meaningful connections with each other and, and that type of thing. Like, is, is there something special that you see on the on the cycle boat? Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's one of the neat things about the boat is that it does bring people together. We do 
uh, mixer cruises and the mixer cruises are um, you know we're two to a couple come out a group of four a group of six and everybody everybody gets uh, gets on the boat and uh, they might be all strangers at the beginning of two hours but after some great music and a, a few drinks uh, the walls sort of start coming down and you start seeing people connect in a different way and you start seeing people start realizing hey we're, we're, we're just out here to have a good time we're we're no different than each other and it, it really is an interesting uh, environment at that point I yeah. yeah it's tremendous is there, has there ever been like a like a specific song that you could you could kind of see the walls come down yeah on or something? yeah What's no, your that's, secret? A, that's funny that's a great question um so my go-to of course that hits anybody i can hit any age any generation any September. So September. September is the that is that's one, okay. So the reason that's one of my favorites is because my birthday is September twenty first. Ah, so <laughs> that song was actually written for me. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, that's that's tremendous. I would I would imagine there's like a couple that are in that in that realm. You have like "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. You have September with Wind and Fire, and then you have like I'm trying to think. I, I would okay. So here's here's the one that I think I would I would play to get the party rolling. It's one of those songs that like everybody loves no matter what. I think would be "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi. Like I think everybody can rock down well, to that. The, the 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 trick is the timing, right? Oh sure. So you, you can't, can't start you, with that. You, you can't, can't start. Yeah, with that. you can't yeah. break that out in the first hour. So the second hour is when you get the sing like a third beer song. Yeah, the third yeah. beer. Song. Yeah. yeah, you get the sing-alongs in the second hour. You get the dancing in the second hour, so you can break those songs out. Yeah. Um, so I normally actually coming out of uh, out of port or out of dock or out of the marina, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. Um, yeah, is normally the one that I start with. Oh, the sure. Pressure. Yeah, yeah getting that it. just gets the, that gets the whole part. Setting started. the precedent, you know, that you're going to have fun for the next two hours, whether you want to or not. Like, that's, <laughs> that's tremendous. I think, I think I would be the, the best and most obnoxious captain that the world ever saw. Like, I would wear like a pirate hat and like a, <laughs> like an eye patch and like, I don't know, it would be, it'd be a tremendous experience, I think. So in addition to the, the paddle sporting and the, um, and the cycle boat, I know you have a couple other things on your plate. Particularly one of the things that you mentioned to us before this when we were having coffee together is how you wanted to create an environment or work on work on some self-help type stuff that gets people to more meaningfully connect with one another. What, what do you have in the works for that and what made you think about doing that type of stuff? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things we just talked about having a seasonal business, one of the challenges is sustaining that year round. Um, in our location in Davidson, we have a, a beautiful waterfront shop there that... Um, you know, selling paddle boards um, is, is only a few months out of the year when that is a prime thing. So um, converting that into a coffee and juice bar um, called Higher Love Cafe. And, and with that higher love is also, you know, those higher conversations that a little bit deeper um, about inspiration, about personal growth, about people can come in and, um, you know, not have the, not have the, too much, you know, with the sports on TV or things like that, where it's just a little more about um, what what they're focused on in their life and things to talk about that just might just might you know shift their perspective. <laughs> you, you know, it'd be risky, but I think it might actually catch on. Is if when you walked in the door, you had to like seal your phone away. Yeah, that would be interesting. Fantastic. That'd like, be you'd have a couple people complain, like, what if I have an emergency? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but I bet, I bet if you did it right, I bet that would catch on. Like, Because I'm on my phone because I, I work digitally so literally all day. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to a coffee shop and just for like 30 minutes I put it in a sealed case where I couldn't hear the ring and I dropped it into a, a safe box and then walked to my table. Christian would have a panic attack. Like, but I think it would be relaxing. Look, yeah. It happened to me once at a comedy show. 
because they didn't want to steal them because they were uh, they were doing their like live debut or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, they took it away from they me. They actually you know? took the phone and, I, and they put it in like a, a thing and yeah. clipped it up and put it on a put it in like a little cubby with my number on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, um, it just and it, I felt so free. I think I, you can be liberated. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. I, I think about that a lot. Um, like this snowshoe is big, with no signal. The what? Like snowshoe, snowshoe with no signal. Yeah, Christian and I went to we skied in snowshoe in January. Yeah, one of those like months. That. I don't know. In the winter, <laughs> in the winter at some point. Some and some cold day. <laughs> some cold day in the winter, whatever. And we were we were up there and we had no service on our phones. So I mean, it's not like we didn't have our phones on us, but I mean, they were useless. They were just bricks at that point, you know. And there there was something very liberating about it. Uh, one of the things I always think about and talk about, Christian and I, we're in our 30s. We're, we're like the last generation of people that turned 21, going to bars, like meeting people, talking to people and stuff. But we're the last generation of people that had this unique experience in bars where not every bar had a TV in it. So that's one form of distraction that you have. Not every bar had extremely loud music in it, which is another form of distraction in it. But I'll never forget this as long as I live because it like blew my mind. I'm sitting, we have a good friend that lived in uh, Greensboro at the time. He lives in Seattle now, but Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm meeting Jeremy in Greensboro at this place called Natty Greens, which is a brewery in the middle of downtown Greensboro. It's a really cool spot. So I'm sitting at the bar. Jeremy's going to get there in about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes or something like that. And I'm just sitting at the bar, minding my own business, and I order one of the local local beers there. And I hear this, I hear this noise, and and I'm like, I haven't heard something like that in a long time. What is this? And it sounds like a like a beautiful symphony to my ears, right? And it's two guys arguing at the end of the bar. And I don't mean like they're gonna throw hands at each other or anything, but I mean they're sitting there arguing. And what are they arguing about? But they they said, no, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. I'll tell you why. Blah, blah, blah. Here's his rings. There's the, no, Kobe Bryant's the best. And they're just fussing about it. You know, They're not looking at their phones. They're not staring at the stats. They're not doing anything. They're just presenting their opinions. So what do I do? Chapel Hill forever and always. I slide my seat on over and I said, no, nah, y'all full of shit. Michael Jordan's the best always and forever, Chapel Hill. So, <laughs> but I ended up having this, having this discussion, argument, whatever, and ended up having this connection with people. And I think that a lot of people are just missing that these days. Even even though it's easier to talk to one another than it has ever been before, we, we're lacking that as a society. I mean, I can Facebook any of my friends from high school or whatever, but how often do people really do that, you know? That's a tremendous idea, you know, just, just trying to get people to meaningfully connect once again. It's, it's something we'll, that We'll I come think, by. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely come yeah, by for yeah. sure is the, is the take-home message about that. Now, you know, given that Christian and I are in, are in the marketing field and these types of things, um, what, what types of things have you done successfully and unsuccessfully to market your businesses? Both, well, think about all three, paddleboarding and cycleboating and now this Oh, first, announce it loud. How do you feel about advertising? How do you feel about advertising? <laughs> yes, you had the best quote ever for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think looking back, you know, uh, it, it's easy for business owners to, to not know when they first get their business going to really where they're, where they're going to put that money to. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, the quote I think I used earlier is, is advertising is a tax on your business for being unremarkable. Um, because it is all about marketing. Um, nowadays, people are so distracted. They say, I think it's 24 impressions before you remember a brand now. It used to be four or yeah, eight. Yeah, it used to be or, four. Yeah. Or, or now, I, I believe it's like, 
that last I heard something like 24 impressions. And it, and it only gets worse for certain industries. And so if you're like a financial advisor or something like oh, that, screwed. double and triple and quadruple that number. Yeah. I mean, yeah. before people really remember you, unless you're doing something truly remarkable. It really doesn't change the game except for the money you have to put behind it. Yeah. Like, it's still the same techniques. You just have to put more money to get seen because there's so so much saturation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and here's one of my little... I don't know, I kind of call it my little secret, right? Or my little thing uh -oh. with all this, right? Yeah. So I'll let loose here a little bit. So all these businesses that I start are unique, first to market, never been done in this area before, uh, brand new businesses. So with that, I get a lot of free press. Sure. So um, uh, a lot of people want to talk Articles. about, um, you know, I know some of these uh, online uh, platforms like Charlotte Story is always looking for what's the latest uh, news story or new exciting. So, you know, that I've used that over the years. That's really been a, a big part of my marketing strategy mm -hmm. is to, to launch press releases, doing something new and to get that, get that acknowledgement and uh, get everybody excited about something new and, and get the free, free, free uh, marketing or free press is nice. Yeah. Like advertising. For sure. And in addition to that, I know that you also are uh, very, that's how we originally met, as a matter of fact, is in um, different networking groups and doing and doing person to person networking. And can you can you touch on that, how that's affected your business? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, again, you know, you want to be part of the community. We do a lot of charity races and, 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 and I'm dependent on other business owners to help support us to donate uh, for some of the events that we do and just to have that um, that reputation in the in the neighborhood that everybody knows that hey we're out here doing the right thing if i send somebody to aloha paddle sports or i send a friend to charlotte cycle boats they're going to be well taken care of and, and and just to have people that know that without a doubt um so they have no hesitation to send us business is, is, is my goal yeah you said something very interesting in that in that sentence well interesting to christian and me we're marketing idiots or <laughs> or marketing gurus or no we're just interested in marketing oh, things, but, but yeah i know seriously I hear you, guru you consider yourself again. a guru you're not one that's the that's the uh the the secret out there but one of the things that you said was you mentioned your businesses by name do you think that people think about aloha paddle sports and shot cycle boat or do you think they think about rob bennett when it comes to these to these businesses yeah, you know, I've been I've been very involved in my businesses because I'm very adamant about the service. Um, a couple, couple of some of my early experience, I worked at the Ritz Carlton in the Four Seasons Hotel in DC, and that's oh, where wow. I really learned my, uh, you know, my 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 commitment to service and, and and anticipation. You know, the key to good service is always anticipating to know what the customer needs before they know they need it, and uh, that's the ultimate service and. And that's what we try to do. So I incorporate all that in the business. You know, all the all the these experiences we have throughout our lifetime, and I've had plenty of them. Um, uh, some things I haven't even shared with you guys yet that, uh -oh. would, that would blow you away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but all these experiences all go into you know what what we form today, and it's pretty neat to see how if you look back to see okay now I understand why I went through this. Now I have this this, and I'm using that now as part of this today, and it's neat to see how that's all orchestrated. Yeah, how it all kind of comes together into one communal experience, as it were. Like, you know, you have you have all these all these experiences. We were actually just speaking about this when it comes to marketing yesterday. We were talking about different types of contracts we've had, different types of types of businesses we've worked with, and that type of thing. And you know, whether we realize it or not, when you when you deal with similar scenarios, 
you're always better at handling that scenario no matter what. So, you know, for, for us, if you're dealing with a specific type of contract, type of market or something like that, you know, if we've worked with 10 gyms or 10, you know, roofers or something like that, the number 11 is going to be even better just based on experience and that type of thing. So it's, it's been an integral part of our business for sure. So at Business Legends, we talk to, you know, fresh, new, young entrepreneurs, people that have an idea and maybe, maybe they don't have the courage or the energy or the audacity or the boldness to take that step type of thing. Now, here you were in, in Kauai, obviously not having too bad of a day, <laughs> on, on some conference call, and you look out the window and you see these guys that are just having a blast out in the ocean paddleboarding and doing that, and you said, hey, I want to do that type of thing. What, what was it that got you to that next step? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, I think, you know, it's when, when, you know, the, my first business was when I was 19 years old. So wow. I owned an auto detailing business. Um, I bartered with a hotel in downtown DC. I got the bottom level of their garage. Cool. Started my auto detailing business at 19 years old. So it, uh, I've done it before, and I think that's a big part of it. I think it's taking those steps. You know, a lot of times, a lot of people, it's like you know, a dark stairway. You get that first step that's lit up, and until you take that next one, you don't see the next one. Um, and I think that's where people get scared. I think that's the fear of. of of the unknown and the uncertainty. Uh, fortunately, I, I, I had a little bit of uh, security from my corporate background that helped to go into it. So you also gotta be smart about it. You know, one thing I tell people about starting business is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a really a thought out plan and really, you know, um, if, you, if you take the time to, to think out the plan and, and make sure that that's correct, then it's not just taking that jump, but at some point you got to take that jump and, and uh, just put it all behind you. Yeah. That's the fun of it. You For know, sure. I think, I think that's where it gets exciting. It's like the, the Aerosmith quote, life's a journey, not a destination. It's, yeah. the, it's the thrill and of the adventure. Until you do it, until you just start your own business, you'll never really understand what somebody means by each step lights up as you get to it. Mm -hmm. Like It's just like... You don't like we were just talking about switching up switching up some stuff in our business and it's like some major stuff. That step is not it would have never been visible seven months ago. Mm -hmm. Shit, even four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's just like it would have never been visible. Yeah. And it's like you just don't see that next step. That that's one uh I, I would call it like a like a, a bonus of the fact that Christian and I work work together is that him and I are, are, are very similar or we're very different. There's pretty much no in between. We're either exactly the same or exactly opposite on a lot of things. And so obviously we fight like cats and dogs about directions and stuff like that. But there's all there's always a, um, a, an expectation of excellence and the fact that we can bounce ideas off of each other type of thing. Just so we're clear on the dog in that conversation. Uh, no. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host of this show. I'm the dog right now. Damn it. So, uh, no, but we, uh, you know, we have this expectation of excellence and, you know, we both know that we both have the business best interest at heart and the fact that, um, we were able to, to discuss these things when, maybe that step isn't visible. Um, we were just meeting with somebody, I can't remember who it was, but the quote that he said that just cracked me up was that sometimes sometimes you're uh, building an airplane, but sometimes you're learning to fly at the same time, you know? So it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting paradigm. Um, have you had any mentors or anything like that particularly that, that um, kind of spoke to your heart that really helped you along, along the way to elevate your business to the next level? Yeah, it's kind of interesting you ask that. Um, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, I see a lot of people in business with partners and, and stuff like that. I, I pretty much have been 
uh, pretty much myself out there yeah. and uh, kind of leading the way and, 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 and taking good people. You know, I, I follow a lot of, uh, you know, self, uh, what do you want to say, personal growth um, mentors like Tony Robbins and some of these people that I uh, do different events and seminars, another um, influencer, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza and some of these other people that I follow. You know, they really, um, it's not a personal one-on-one, -on -one, but I go out and I seek the answers. And I think that's the one thing that so many of us, I'm like a curious kid these days. I got this little piece of equipment, electronics in my hand that I can find out any answer mm -hmm. to anything I want to know about. I mean, it's pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do that and I go down those rabbit holes and I, and I try to do the research and try to figure out a lot on my own. Um, but it is great to have, um, I do have some people that, you know, other business owners that I can throw ideas back and forth and, and um, I, I love that dynamic that you two have because I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. it, it's, a, it's a tremendous thing. I mean, I think, it, I think it's, it's one of the core things that's kind of accelerated our growth potential, to be honest, is, is the fact that, uh, that you know, we're, we're able to discuss those things. And I always advocate for mentorship, no matter if it's, no matter if it's from a partner perspective or, or a husband-wife perspective or, a, you know, or even if you seek, seek out a business coach, you know, um, these people exist with your best interests and heart. And they, it, it's, it's so difficult because given my nutrition background, you know, I'll never forget, I have this back, way back when, I have this uh, back when the keto diet was like, was really the hot topic at the time. I had this lady come in and she talks to me about how she wants to do keto and this diet and whatever and and so I'm advising her on the on the correct steps to take and that type of stuff and then she says but here's the thing about it I'll never forget this as long as I live it's a true story she says but uh, I'm still gonna drink two glasses of wine every night and I said well you know that's that's gonna throw you out of keto it's gonna throw your body out of whack you're gonna lose muscle density it's not gonna work out for you and she goes I don't care that's the way I'm gonna do it and I said okay so she comes back in about I don't know it's actually it's exactly a month after that and she's down 10 pounds. It's like, congratulations. But she was up 8% body fat because she lost all of her muscle density because she was throwing her body out of whack, drinking her wine and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's very difficult to give people honest feedback and, and honest, you know, constructive criticism, not, not degrading people or whatever. But, you know, you also have to be fair with yourself and, and know that if an expert's giving you a recommendation on something, then maybe you ought to take that taking heed that advice too so it's kind of kind of an interesting thing so what, what else do you have going on so you're you're in the midst of uh of doing all sorts of different things you have all these different uh directions pulling you left and right um you're wanting to uh get more into the speaking and self-help paradigm and, and that types of stuff but um you know what's next on your plate for rob yeah so uh, i think the big thing is you know obviously with all the uncertainty we're going through in these times um even three weeks ago i didn't even know if i'd be hiring employees i've hired four employees in the last two weeks now that uh, we kind of got a green light here to go. Great. So, so the, the short term is to, um, to get back the, the, the stabilize the businesses and, and to get things back. I, I opted not to take any, um, any government help or any, any assistance with uh, going through this because I feel as an entrepreneur, these are the risks we take. Um, anything can happen. And mm -hmm. this is something that um, a lot of people that get into business need to know. I mean, this is an important part of your show as well as being talking about entrepreneurs and people who are like, hey, I really want to start a business. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of risks. Yeah. There's a lot of risks that go into it and some things you don't even see, um, like, like something like this coming. Yeah, nobody could have seen this coming, though. I mean, uh, this yeah. is like a, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, and and you know, but but when it does come, how do you react to it? Is that that's when you really see the true character of an entrepreneur? Um, you know, do you fold down and say, "Oh well, this, I'm a victim now. I'm a yeah. victim of this," or do, you, or do you or do you step up and say, "Hey, you know, I see that there's opportunity here. I'm going to anticipate when this is over." I'm going to put this in place and do all these different things to make sure that I take advantage. If you of fold, it. you were never an entrepreneur; you were an opportunist. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and and you're and you're looking for the way out. Mm -hmm. and you're looking for the way out, and that's what that's what happens. Entrepreneurs get in business and they get they struggle and they don't know how to get out. And something like this comes along, and it's a pretty easy excuse to go out, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, they go, oh yeah, it was COVID. It wasn't. It wasn't my not knowing my accounting and my numbers. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, and 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 that's uh, yeah. So um, we see that all too often too, and it's not. It's not really a matter of of people. It's not really so much work ethic because I I've seen sad. I mean, it's really sad what's going through the country right now. I mean, I've seen these people working seventy hours a week and and just not being able to make ends meet and that type of thing. But mm -hmm. you know, a lot a lot of times I think what hinders people with good work ethic is the fact that they just don't apply the right types of information you know nobody nobody knows your business like you and yet at the same time getting an extra set of eyes on that on that stuff I mean you know there's certain things where if you if you hire an expert for something I don't know anything about air conditioning you know but if my air conditioning's out I'm not going to try to try to put it together even though that's part of my business I'm going to hire somebody to do that you know and people it's it's almost like you know these phones that we have are a gift and a curse to us because I promise you I can find out how to how to load up my AC with Freon or something like that, but I'm probably going to blow it up if I do. You know, <laughs> and that that's just you know this this weird paradigm that exists with with everybody right now is that you have all the information available to you, so why not do it yourself type of thing instead of trusting sure. somebody else to do it? But it's an interesting interesting period of life that we're going through. Well, Rob, our guest today, let's say that somebody wants to uh, have the most fun on the lake that, that they can possibly have. How do they find you with, with Aloha Paddle Sports and Charlotte Cycle Boat? Yeah, I think uh, kind of a, a few changes too this year just to throw out there with the, with the businesses. Obviously, each business, not like it's challenging, not enough already yeah. to put all these changes and new things uh, to, to adapt to everything else going on. Um, one thing that we've done this year is that we've required that everybody reserves online yeah. and that they take care of their waiver. That, everything's done in advance. So when they come out to us, we basically get you from your vehicle right onto the lake having a lot of, time, uh, a lot of fun. And charlottecycleboats.com is uh, the party pub on the water, which is, uh, yeah. which is a blast. Right now we're keeping it limited to private groups, but we'll open up to that mixer cruises uh, hopefully very soon. Yeah. Um, so is that government mandated or is that is that just it's not so so for outdoor gatherings right now I believe they say 24 people okay. is uh, for outdoor gatherings and, and, and we're 15 people but it is a little tight quarters so right now sure. I do have it limited down to only 10 people so we're trying to do the best we can to make sure that we're doing all the right things as well so that's charlottecycleboats.com and, and, and that's a blast and then um, Aloha Paddle Sports uh, kayak rentals paddleboard rentals Sunset paddle tours, learn how to paddleboard, uh, yoga. paddleboard yoga. Yep, it's gonna go there too. So paddleboard yoga, uh, all that's uh, up and running now. We're we're a little bit limited right now, not wanting to get too many people out at once. Sure. Um, so we do sell out on the weekends. So it's important that people reserve early for that. Cool, fantastic. Well, we like to ask people one funny question before we get off air. And God, I don't have one. I've been trying to sit here and think about it. What what we can what we can ask? Oh Let's man. See. 
Give us just a sec. I promise we'll figure out something. Mm. Something about paddle. Okay. What do you think is more difficult? Do you think stand-up yoga, paddleboarding in the ocean, or paddleboarding at the Whitewater Center? Because I've seen some people doing that. Yeah, so um, whitewater paddling is quite challenging. Right? Yeah. So they use inflatable paddle boards down there, and some of my staff uh, are some of those guys you've seen down there. I would say that's probably the most challenging. Probably the most challenging. Have yeah. you done it? Have you done it? Or? No, no, I haven't. Not, yeah. not with the rocks and falling. And yeah. Not, I bet you'd not, rock at it, though. Like, I think you'd be good at yeah, it. Yeah, you know, you got to helm it up. you got to put the pads on. you got to yeah. get a little more uh, prepared for that. Yeah. Still going to give you a pretty good headache. Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, how they do it. Like, it's... it's uh, they go, down the, they go down the falls and everything. It's, yeah, absolutely. Like, I bet it hurts, but... Well, Rob, thank you very much for joining us today, and uh, we wish you all the best in your new business ventures. Thank you so much.